Hey friend! So today we're going to be talking through exercise during pregnancy. And for those of us who are busy, active moms who hope to stay healthy and fit through pregnancy, you know, many of us end up wondering, okay, what's safe? What's not? How should I adjust my workouts through each trimester as my pregnancy progresses? How do I exercise safely and maintain my fitness through pregnancy? You know, and for those of us who are in the military or a similar job, or we take a lot of pride in our health and fitness, we want to stay strong. We want to stay healthy. We want to minimize our weight gain. Fitness is an important part of our life. I've got you. And I know all of us want to make sure that we feel confident and empowered through pregnancy so we can keep exercising through it so we can feel really good through pregnancy, but so we can also get back to everything that we love and need to do, frankly, after baby. So you're in the right place if this is what you're looking for. Hey friend, welcome to Arm to the Heart. I'm Megan Gephardt. I believe life and motherhood is a gift. I believe each of us are born with a unique mission we're meant to fulfill. I believe babies and dreams can and do go together. I believe it is possible to pursue the dreams in our hearts and also be a great mom at the same time when we let God lead us. I believe it takes a village and a whole lot of grace and that military life and motherhood is so much better when we do it together. So let's put on the armor of God. Let's run this race set before us as sisters in arms, as sisters in Christ. As a certified pregnancy and postpartum athleticism coach, I am so passionate about helping women continue exercising and continuing to build the healthy, active lifestyle that they love while adapting their fitness through the different seasons of motherhood. Because again, athleticism does not have to end when motherhood begins. So I'm on a mission to make sure every single mom has access to the type of guidance they need for healthy pregnancies and for a sustainable, successful return to exercise, to performance, to fitness, to all that they love and want to and need to do postpartum. And especially for those of us who are in the military, we've got to get back to certain standards on certain timelines. We got to train for fitness tests. We have to have the support that we need to be able to continue to exercise safely through pregnancy, to maintain our fitness in the ways that we can control, and to reduce some of the stress and the overwhelm that can come from trying to navigate these things in an environment where maybe we are the only mom within our unit or our formation. So this guidance is also kind of few and far between. We're feeling a lot of pressure to keep up, to maintain, to continue to kind of run at the same pace that we're usually going at, maintain our credibility or to prove ourselves or to keep up with the guys, whatever that pressure is that we're facing. I know it can be a lot to carry and it can be scary becoming a mom for the first time or really any time thereafter. And it can also be stressful confronting all the different changes, you know, what we might lose along the way to include our fitness, to include our bodies, what we might have to sacrifice. And so I'm here to help you through all the different physical and mental struggles that so many of us face. I'll cover recommended adjustments that you can consider as your pregnancy progresses. I'll go through all the different safety considerations because I know we oftentimes want to know, okay, what's pregnancy safe? How hard can I push myself? You know, what might be a risk to my baby? But it's much more about your overall approach to exercise. And also there's factors in protecting and preserving your core and pelvic floor for the long run. So there's a lot of things we still can do. We're not fragile, but we're also not invincible when pregnant. So it's kind of a balance. And I know it can feel like there's so much outside of our control when so much of our life and our body is changing so quickly. But to keep you grounded, I just want you to remember that when it comes to our fitness through pregnancy, there's two things within your control. Number one, the exercises you choose and how you adjust them. And number two, your intention and your mindset surrounding exercise. So if you keep this in mind, if you keep the recommendations I'm going to talk through today in mind throughout your pregnancy, 
it will make a big difference for common symptoms that impact a lot of moms like diastasis recti, incontinence or leaking, pelvic pain, pelvic organ prolapse, low back pain, and so much more. And all this is going to help set you up for a much stronger return to exercise postpartum. I'm going to go through kind of a series of most frequently asked questions here because I think that's the best way to cover this. So first question I often get right is, is exercise safe during pregnancy? Does it increase my risk or my chance of miscarriage? And so short answer, yes, it is safe and no for the second. So exercise is beneficial and encouraged as an important part of your and baby's health, unless you have an otherwise kind of specifically indicated complicated or high-risk pregnancy, you'll be informed by your doctor, of course. So if you're healthy, your pregnancy is normal, it's safe to continue or start regular physical activity. Both aerobic and strength and conditioning exercises are recommended through pregnancy. And so the American College of OBGYN talks about how exercise in pregnancy is associated with minimal risk, although some modification to our routines is necessary given all the different changes that are happening, right? So physical activity does not increase your risk of miscarriage low birth weight, or early delivery inherently. In fact, these risks actually decrease with exercise. So for uncomplicated pregnancies, it's actually safer to exercise than to not. And every pregnancy is different, but a healthy lifestyle, habits, and mindsets can really impact how healthy yours can be. It can set you up for a smoother recovery. So special note for those who may have suffered a previous loss, my heart goes out to you and these beautiful angel or angels that you long to hold in your arms. So with exercise after loss, it's natural to feel very anxious of any additional risk and want to want to minimize that. I want you to know nothing that you did cause this to happen. It's not your fault. And you've been through so much and all of your feelings or your fears are valid. You know, you may really want to work out, but feel very scared. And so you deserve the peace of mind and the knowledge of how to safely exercise so that you can feel confident that you are prioritizing your baby and also your health. So precautions that we should take when exercising through pregnancy. So whether you're a seasoned athlete or you're a beginner, these are the kinds of activities we want to avoid due to higher risk. Number one, activities with a high risk of falling. So this is like skiing, snowboarding, surfing, water skiing, you know, off-road cycling, gymnastics, horseback riding, you know, and you can assess your level of risk, of course, but those are some things to think about. Activities or contact sports that may risk like impact to your abdomen or weight belts are ones that we want to um, scale back from during pregnancy. Activities with a high risk of injury in general, scuba diving, skydiving. Another one is hot yoga or hot Pilates, which may, you know, cause overheating. Activities lying on our back for more than about 10 minutes. And this is something that, you know, there's often misnomer of, oh, don't do any exercise on your back. But it's really up to your comfort level. You know, if you don't feel lightheaded, if you don't feel like there's any issues doing a few exercises on your back, you know, as long as you're not there for extended periods of time, it should be fine. Activities performed above 6,000 feet. So if you don't already live at a high altitude or you're not acclimated to that, that's something you want to kind of stay away from during pregnancy. And then scale back from training to exhaustion of one rep max lifts, of competitions, etc. Those things that are going to really push you to your limits and test your boundaries. So we want to probably still challenge ourselves, especially if we would always consider ourselves an athlete, if we're really into fitness, if it's a big part of our life, you're probably still going to want to feel like you're challenging yourself, but this is not the time to test or push your boundaries. And that's where we want to scale back from those competitions of one rep maxes and things like that. And there's many ways to scale and modify to meet our body where it's at. I just encourage you, you can and you will get back to all that you want to do and where you want to be, even if you have to let go of some things for right now. 
So trust the process. Remember that the goal is to maintain, but not to hold on to our fitness or where we are at all costs. So take that extra pressure off of yourself, both physically and mentally. And I know, especially if we're so used to doing these things, it can be so hard to surrender. And I see you in this. Remember that this is a temporary season. It's just one small season in your lifetime, hopefully, of athleticism, of fitness. So give it credit where credit is due and honor your body during this time and all that it's doing. Your body's working so, so hard. So what should we be mindful of for baby's health and safety? What are some warning signs, red flags? And so these are some reasons to discontinue exercise or to call your OBGYN. So one, if they give you explicit guidance, right? If your OBGYN or a specialty provider gives you explicit guidance to not exercise or to have certain restrictions, obviously follow that. Number two would be like vaginal bleeding. That would be a sign, definitely a, a warning sign. Um, dizziness or feeling very faint, something to listen to. Do not push through that through pregnancy. Shortness of breath before exercise or along with other symptoms. Headache, chest pain, a muscle, intense muscle weakness, calf pain or swelling, preterm labor or regular painful contractions, decreased fetal movement, amniotic fluid leakage. Those are all things that you know, you either want to call your OBGYN or you want to take a little pause and be like, okay, what's going on here, right? So if something doesn't feel right, trust your gut. If you're ever worried, please err on the side of caution. You know your body best. You know your baby best. Do not ever be afraid to give your OBGYN or your midwife team a call. You're not going to be bothering them or burdening them. It's better to check and make sure you guys are all well so you have peace of mind and you can receive the care that you need. So with the advice that you often hear, listen to your body. What specifically are we supposed to be listening for? (laughs) And so just the same as what I would give you for postpartum, we're going to have a four P's acronym here. So what is the four P's? These are each signs to make an adjustment for your core or pelvic floor. So number one, pain. If you're experiencing pelvic pain, low back pain, lower limb, or really anywhere in the body that kind of feels off, that's something to listen to. It's not a time to push through pain. Number two, peeing leakage or urgency of any kind, something that we want to pay attention to because our pelvic floor is under more stress during this time when our baby is pressing down on it. Okay, number three, pressure. A feeling of pressure or a bulging sensation or the feeling of like a tampon falling out or discomfort with pelvic organs. Peaking is the number four and this one is really coning, doming, or bulging along the vertical midline of your abdomen. So you're probably going to notice this if you try to do hanging movements, getting to be at about the 25 um, or beyond, sometimes even earlier, mark week mark of pregnancy. Or if you try to do like core intensive movements, you might notice that kind of bulging along your vertical midline of your abdomen. And that is just a sign that our body's not really controlling the pressure very well of our core. And so we want to either adapt our breathing, we want to adapt our body position, we want to take a little bit of load off, we want to decrease the intensity of that movement or the difficulty of that movement so we can better control the intra-abdominal pressure. And that's what's going to help protect our core over the long run and kind of preserve our body as it adapts through pregnancy. So when we're thinking about baby's health and safety, that's oftentimes the focus, right? But I don't want you to overlook your own health too. And so aside from those high-risk activities we've already gone over, like contact sports or risk of falling, those things that we want to kind of set aside for now during pregnancy, most of what we actually want you to be mindful of and how to adjust is actually about protecting your long-term health as a mother. It's not just about your baby's health, it's actually about yours. And most of the guidance out there either ignores that or isn't caught up to that. And so that's what the latest research has 
really brought us in the field and it's amazing things. So we want to pay attention to those because that's just going to help really allow us to perform over the long run. So think of these as kind of yellow flags and then the previous signs that I gave you for the warning signs for your baby, for your body as the kind of red flags. So a few questions you can ask yourself here. Does this complement or compromise my core and pelvic health, this kind of movement? Does this support my long-term health and performance, or is this more about proving myself in this moment? And this is a hard one, guys, because I know we all want fit pregnancies. We all want to be the bad, you know, three-letter word. I don't want to say it loud in case kids are listening here. But we all want to feel like that during pregnancy, right? But we have to remember intention now for intensity later. It's not about proving ourselves to ourselves or to others. And honestly, that kind of mindset is, is just something we have to surrender during this time because it's not going to necessarily serve us well. So we want to maintain the focus on our long-term performance and not about proving ourselves in the moment. So on that note, how intensely can we work out? <laughs> so a few things that we want to look at here. So the first one is our rate of perceived exertion or RPE aim for a range of about five to seven or eight max on a 10 point scale. So this is like 50 to 70% of our max intensity, I would say, or like a hundred percent, you know, so you can use a talk test for this as a good way to gauge kind of where you're at. You should be able to talk, but not necessarily sing through exercise. And there's a lot of guidance out there that you'll see on, you know, it's not safe to exercise above 140 um, heart rate, but this, like I said, this is actually outdated guidance. It still persists. It's very prevalent and we see it a lot in the medical community. And this was a conservative recommendation in the very first ACOG guidance for prenatal exercise in 1985 until further research could be conducted. But it's since been debunked, okay? So again, it goes around a lot, but use the talk test or RPE instead and those signs and symptoms I already talked about to know if you're on track. Don't worry about the 140 heart rate. The next one is the question of, okay, what's the max amount of weight I can safely lift during pregnancy? Is it safe to lift heavy? You know, how much weight can I lift? And I want to tell you there's no magic safe or unsafe number because every amount is just relative to the individual, to your ability, to your experience, to your baseline, to your symptoms you're experiencing through pregnancy. And so you may have heard, don't lift over 20 to 30 pounds. And you may even see this in the standard military medical profile guidance, but I want to tell you, this is outdated information. So a good general rule of thumb for uncomplicated pregnancies is to scale off the one rep max. So no more doing our one rep maxes and seeing how much we can do, but decrease to about the 70 to 80% mark of your normal lifts at max. And then I would aim for about a sweet spot of like the 50 to 70% RPE with good form. And the thing is, again, we got to surrender our pride here because it may not feel too heavy for us, but it's less about whether we can physically lift it. It's much more about whether we should, because just because we can doesn't necessarily mean we should. So it's much more about the impact of that load on our core and our pelvic floor, which are already stress systems during pregnancy. And that's what's going to help us determine whether it's going to support our long-term fitness strategically or whether it might actually set us back. So we don't want our ego, our pride, our desire to prove ourselves set us back, right? None of us want that. So how can we tell if the weight is too much for where we are right now? Four things that I would recommend looking at. One, if it requires a really big breath hold, that's one. Number two, if it requires a big need to brace before the movement, before that lift. Number three, if you're really straining during your reps. 
And then number four, if you have to generate a ton of tension to support the weight or your body position, because it's more about how is our body handling this demand? It's less about, can I physically lift this amount of weight? So next we're gonna go into how should we adjust our exercise as our pregnancy progresses? What are some of the things that I should be adjusting through each trimester? So throughout, I want you to remember those signs and symptoms that we discussed, those warning signs, the four Ps, apply that through your whole pregnancy. But I'm gonna give you some general considerations for each time frame specifically now. So going into the first one, first trimester, right? Oh man, guys, like this is this is such a doozy, right? So many of us are super nauseous, fatigued, we've got bloating, we've got like breast sensitivity, we've got our energy is probably like plummeting at this point. We may just feel really crappy. And these symptoms can be so debilitating for so many of us. So first thing, I just want you to give yourself a ton of grace this trimester. You know, you got to remember your body is already working in overdrive. So it's okay if you've got to scale back from your normal routine to rest a little bit more, to deal with the symptoms. Know that it's okay because this can be a really challenging time. Your body's doing the most important, incredible thing in growing and nurturing this precious new life and pouring so much energy towards that. It's such a gift. It's such a gift. So be compassionate with yourself if your routine is changing and know that, again, this is temporary. It's not going to last forever. You're not weak if you have to scale back, okay? So give yourself permission to do that if you need to. Ask yourself, how do I really feel? Then ask yourself how you can respect and honor that. So if you're feeling great, you want to keep your normal routine up, awesome, right? You're probably the minority, to be honest, <laughs> if you're feeling great, given how common these symptoms are. You know, so, but if you are experiencing, you know, nausea, exhaustion, hang in there. There's so much to look forward to. So what adjustments should I make? If I find out I'm pregnant, okay, what do I have to change? So if you're up to it, your routine can stay pretty consistent other than those higher risk exercises that I already talked about that we want to kind of minimize, like the contact sports, the activities with the risk of falling, the competitions, the one rep maxes, right? Because this is not a time to push the boundaries, you know, or do things that are unsafe for our baby, but we can maintain what's comfortable, keep doing a lot of the movements that we enjoy. Most of the things we can continue. So unless I explicitly said it or your doctor explicitly says it. Second trimester. Okay, so celebrate the journey because I know it's not been easy getting to this point. And you will hopefully get some energy back here and feel a little bit less nauseous. I know it can be such a welcome gift at this point and it's just such a great time to start your pregnancy training routine if you want to kind of get back into a routine again. And this is when we're also going to start seeing those changes in our body. And with this change comes also changing pressure in our core and pelvic floor. So now is the time to start taking steps to preserve our core and pelvic health. It's a good time to start to learn how to listen to our body's yellow flags and not just those red flags of what might be unsafe for our baby. But hey, this is when we want to listen to those four Ps. So what adjustments should we make specifically? So as your baby grows, this is a time really to start being proactive about your breath strategy. So this is something that can really protect our, our core and pelvic health. So we want to exhale on exertion on the most challenging part of the movement or breathe through the full range of motion. Those are two different kind of breath techniques that can work really well to support our core and pelvic health. We want to pay special attention to our form, our core stability when we're doing strength training. The other aspect of preserving our core is to make an adjustment when you see coning or doming of the abdomen. So you might see this if you're doing push-ups, pull-ups, planking, and others that are very core intensive. If you have that bulging along the vertical midline of your abdomen, it's best to kind of reduce those very ab-targeted or high-demand ab work. You know, we want to probably reduce sit-ups, gymnastic movements like muscle-ups, kipping, toes to the bar, handstand push-ups to protect the core. 
And I have some video demonstrations in both my pregnancy uh, training guide, my exercise guide for pregnancy. That's a free guide you can download. It goes through a lot of things we're talking about today for push-ups, for pull-ups. I've got recommended adjustments for you where you, you can really maintain those things through pregnancy, but adjust them in a way that's safer for your core and pelvic floor. And then we can also incline things. So think about inclining your push-ups, your planks as your belly's growing and it becomes harder to kind of manage that pressure or it just gets in your way, right? Next thing to think about is for strength training, for Olympic lifting. So drop our loads so they don't require straining or breath holding or bracing. So those are things to think about with breath, with form. And then when our belly changes and it kind of impacts your bar path, if you're doing Olympic lifting, like cleans or anything like that, substitute from the barbell to dumbbells. So that way you're around your belly, like you have space and you're fine there. Or kettlebells. We don't want to develop kind of inefficient movement patterns because we're going to have to relearn them postpartum anyways, but we don't want to have to undo bad habits. All right, running and high impact or very dynamic movements. So I recommend, especially as you get into the second trimester, as your belly grows, as you start to feel more of the pelvic pressure, I really recommend you determine kind of risk versus reward for you. Listen very closely to your body. If it doesn't feel right to keep running, even with a belly support band, don't feel like you need to hold on to it at all costs. I know I had to go through so much of this mentally to like, do not push through the discomfort and pain. It's not worth it. I know there's some people out there who can run all the way through pregnancy to week 40, you, like I said, just because you physically can doesn't necessarily mean you should or it's right for you, it's right for everybody. And there's no no shame in slowing down or choosing an alternate cardio activity during this time to preserve your long-term core and pelvic health. Again, if pregnancy is causing you symptoms like leaking, like pelvic pain, like a lot of pressure where it's causing a lot of discomfort when you're running, your risk might be outweighing your reward because you can probably get the same kind of a um, gain from another form of cardio as you would that's a much lower impact on your body that's going to help you make sure that you're not going to end up going back into running postpartum having to deal with all these complications down the road because we didn't listen to our body through pregnancy right so it's not worth it to sacrifice long-term performance in order to just have a quote-unquote fit pregnancy from the outside and so it's also easy to fall into a lot of comparison with other people in this stage so if you see other people running straight through their pregnancy, know that they might not be informed of these signs and symptoms and they might be pushing through a lot of this too, but we just can't see it on the outside. So know that everybody's fighting different battles and it's not worth comparing ourselves to others. All right, third trimester. Listen to how you feel. Nourish your body. Honor your energy levels. Rest when you need it. At this point in the game, right, movement should be restorative. It should give you energy and life. It should help you continue to feel strong, but it should not be exhausting or draining you. And I know it can be so tough to slow down and to kind of reframe our mindset because so much of our life, if we're athletes or if we're in the military, so much of fitness is about like, you know, pushing to the point of exhaustion or pushing ourselves so hard through pain, through discomfort so that we can get stronger. But this is just not the time for that. It's more of we're maintaining, we're gradually deloading. And so remember, you've got nothing to prove here, but you've got lots to gain by just continuing to do what you can, staying active in the ways that you can, but you don't need to push those limits due to your, you know, close to your due date or just run your body into the ground because that's not going to serve you well as you get into labor. It's not going to serve you well as you get into your postpartum either. Exercise during pregnancy itself can make labor easier, but hurting yourself or not being humble enough to modify to protect your core and pelvic floor, 
of running your body into the ground, like that can take years to recover from. So remember your worth is not in keeping up with your normal routine. It's not in, you know, keeping up with the person you're left or right, keeping up with whatever fit pregnancy means to you or exercising up to your due date. If you can maintain a baseline, awesome. But scaling back your intensity, your movements themselves based on your body signs, that's great too. I am proud of you for that. I want you to be proud of yourself for that too. Your body is growing a whole entire human being or multiple human beings if you've got multiples, you know? And so your baseline of fitness, it's established at this time. You got to trust that, have confidence in it. And no matter what, no matter how much fitness you do maintain or how much you do end up scaling back, postpartum will be a time to rebuild. It will be a time to rehab no matter what. So we've all got to start kind of start new in some ways postpartum and that's pretty humbling no matter what so focus on your kind of holistic preparation for birth preparation for your postpartum recovery mentally physically building your support system really early educating yourself on what to expect in the postpartum time frame what your recovery timeline can look like how to support your early healing just mentally prepare for that and educate yourself on that and i recommend listening to my first few podcast episodes on that topic number three through five we're going to cover postpartum fitness so definitely listen to that because i dive deeply into a timeline and kind of what to expect there but make a plan for returning to exercise you know and if you're looking for further guidance if you don't want to have to be guessing along the way if you want a step-by-step plan then my postpartum program is available for you and ready to go so you are in the final stretch right so just tangible what adjustments should you make Remember, apply all the same recommendations from the second trimester and then dial down your intensity, your volume, or your load, especially I would say on the overhead pushing and pulling. There's going to be a lot more pressure on your core during this time, so scale back a little bit on those things, but move for enjoyment. Take pressure off of yourself physically and mentally. Incorporate more walking here. Deeply evaluate whether, really evaluate whether running or higher impact activities are going to be worth it for you during this stage especially if you have symptoms. If you have symptoms, you know, just recognize your baby's putting so much pressure on your pelvic floor right now. And this is a time that it may not be smartest to keep doing that. Again, there's no shame in it. There's so many other alternative options that are great. Rowing is awesome. You've got bike, you've got elliptical, you've got Stairmaster. Walking is so good. Hill walking can be really good. You know, there's so many different things that we can do to still challenge our body in similar ways and kind of have the same effect that we want to get from running just in a different way so especially if you're a runner if you identify as a runner if you want to run when you get back postpartum it may actually serve you better to take a little bit of a pause from that no shame in that and then the last thing i would say this is a really great time to start working with a pelvic health specialist if you are having any pelvic pain discomfort any symptoms you know that's awesome to work with them on If you want to start learning birthing positions, pushing strategies, healing tips, like they are such a good person to work with during your third trimester of pregnancy to just prepare for postpartum. And that's what I did during this pregnancy. It made the world of difference for me. And the last thing I'll share is just, I think a lot of us want to know how can we maintain as much fitness as possible through pregnancy? There's so many ways to maintain a really great base throughout, especially if you have to get back to a fitness test, to heighten weight standards, You may be worried about either losing your strength or losing the progress you've made, the weight gain or weight loss on the back end, and you really want to set yourself up for success. Any of those reasons or if fitness is just an important part of your lifestyle or, you know, the physical demands of your job, knowing how to adjust and scale instead of having to eliminate them is key. 
because this is going to help you maintain your strength and your resilience, but also your peace of mind and knowing you're doing your best to set yourself up for success on the back end. It's so empowering knowing how to continue training for whatever is demanded of you, just in an adjusted way. Then when we rebuild and we return to these postpartum, we still have the muscle memory, but we have less atrophy. So I recommend before we remove something or we eliminate something, we modify. So try these modifications out. Here's some recommended scaling options. Change your load or your resistance level, change your breathing strategy, change your body positioning, change your range of motion, your volume, like your number of sets and reps, your tempo or your speed, muscular tension and kind of effort, your load type, like go from plates to or a bar to dumbbells to kettlebell or band, and then your rest times. So again, listen to your body. If it hurts or if it doesn't feel right, pause in the moment, experiment with some of these adjustments, modify before avoiding, try these different modifications. And then if that's still not working for you, then give yourself permission to adjust. Cut back when necessary to scale back, even when it's humbling. Remember, you are no less of an athlete for doing so. You're just a smarter one who's keeping the long game in mind. And that's such a hard part about this. It's learning to listen to that voice that we've been trained to push through and ignore as an athlete because we're in this unique season where it's a little bit different this time. So we've got to give ourselves permission to do it differently. So I hope that serves you well. Develop a mindset that's going to support you. Learn how to listen to your body. Remember these signs and symptoms. And that's how we can make sure that we're just doing it the right way, that we can be confident in how we're approaching this chapter in a way that's going to serve us very well on the back end. All right, I'm with you. I'm here for you. And please reach out if you have any questions. Talk to you soon.